welcome to another live episode of our free basketball podcast. I am your host, Mr. One Ryan Meadows. Obviously, I am joined by my two cohorts here. One, Mr. Jim um, Seeker himself, Mr. Cody Holsey. How are you doing tonight, man? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I've already gotten three gems. <laughs> You're about to trade them in for a brand new toaster. Or oh, I got to get with one. Yeah, whatever, whatever, this cur- whatever this currency gets me, that's what I'm going for. This is great. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the other co-host, Daniel, I don't know if you're still uh, listening at all with your posting on Twitter, but you know Daniel Greer, Mr. Green Checkmark, um, the one who is so polite to grace us with his presence every week, the star of the Free Basketball Grizzlies edition, Daniel Greer. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm working on these different cryptocurrencies. I have NBA Top Shot. I have the Locker Room Gems. I don't know. I might just start trading micro machines here soon. (laughs) You're probably on every FBI, like, radar for um, all of this secretive, like, they're not going to be sure what all this gems you have that you've accrued. So you're you're kind of like the Walter White of Locker Room, just peddling gems to everybody uh but what we're going to talk about tonight is the all-star teams the reserves came out yesterday we already knew about the starters obviously from last week so we wanted to save our thoughts till the whole entire teams came out to actually talk about them a little bit whether that's a debate a discussion a disagreement whatever have you um we're just going to give our thoughts on them before i get started though I did kind of just want to do general background for how we feel about All-Star Game and All-Star Selection. So, Cody, I'm going to actually start with you first. What is kind of your definition for a player to not only be an All-Star, but to actually be deserving of getting an All-Star nod? I think the All-Star team should be the players that will make the most fun All-Star Game, realistically, because I don't think that, like, I mean, I don't think All-Star Games matter that much. I think, like, the All-NBA team is more important than like if you made an all-star team or not so yeah just like the players that like people want to see playing a game together are the people that should be in the all-star game right because it is a fan event right like it's yeah, for the like, younger the younger crowd it's supposed to get them interested in the sport of basketball so it's meant to be a showcase of your top um, talent basically and you think it should be more about the actual the top entertainment talent Instead of it's kind of turned into who was the top player on the top team. Correct. It should just be like who's fun to watch play basketball. Put those guys. Are we in the court serious? Together. Yes, I'm dead serious. Here comes Danny. Danny, you just had to wait your turn, sir, because I'm going to ask for your opinions next. What is the definition of an All Star to you, Jared? Thanks for your question. Give us one second, but I, I want to get through mine things first. I cannot believe you're really saying that. What do you mean you can't believe that? This is an all-star game. This isn't like, hey, let's just do what we want for the fans. I get the game, the actual game they play. They dribble the basketball. They shoot. All that. Well, you still have to be good at basketball to be considered for it. Like, you can't be Ronnie Turioff and still be, like, considered for the (laughs) all-star game just because people (laughs) like you. So you're saying that we should pick Trey Young. Because he has good stats, we should pick him over uh, Ben Simmons because he's more fun. No. Well, that's what you just said. I don't think Trey Young is more fun than Ben Simmons. 
Well, ah, that's, oh, that, that, that's okay. a terrible take. That's, a terrible <laughs> that's not take. a terrible take. I like watching Ben Simmons play basketball much more than I like watching Trey Young play basketball. <laughs> wow. All right, so your thing is completely I, off then. Off the rails. Absolutely. I think Cody's trying to get at that if he has a choice, which we'll probably get into in the discussion here, especially in the reserves from people, and we'll talk about people that were snubbed. I know everybody has their opinion on who has been snubbed and who hasn't. Uh, but if, if Cody had a choice between equivalent players, if you're just going side-by-side side on stats, I think Cody would rather have the more entertaining players. Is that kind of what you're getting at, Cody? Yes, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, like, I don't think that like playing in an all-star game is like extremely important. It's more important to like be on the – like on the all NBA team and like regular season, like complete season awards. Like those are more important. The all-star game is just like a fun game. Like ultimately the outcome of it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't have any bearing on the season or anything like that. Like it's just, it's a fun weekend. You, you get the accolades, you get the bonus, you get the profit off of being an all-star, but Jared Coleman came up here. I want to give him the floor. Jared, you want to speak early, man. Let, I hope you give it. I mean, <laughs> I don't. My my only thing is is I know what he means by the entertainment and what really matters is the All NBA. But like someone like a, a Julius Randle, how do we give him? How do we acknowledge his play this year um, without him being like an All Star? I don't want to watch Julius Randle play basketball, not really at all. But he's playing well and. The only way to acknowledge that is All Star because he will never make an all, or it's highly likely he won't make an all NBA team. So I just feel like, yes, there's the entertainment value, but guys like Julius Randle or like if someone like you know Vucevic, people don't want to watch that. But what they're doing needs to be acknowledged somehow, and it's not going to be All NBA, I, I would think. So that would be my only rebuttal. But I definitely see what you know the entertainment so- factor. Because I want to see De'Aaron so Fox J- play instead of Chris Paul, but, you know, that's not right. yeah. happening. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with De'Aaron Fox for sure. I, if So you don't think, Jared, that if Randall keeps on the trajectory that he has been, the consistency that he has been, and the Knicks get back into the playoffs, that he would indeed be left off an all-NBA team? First thought, yeah, but, I mean, I guess there's a chance he can make it. Maybe that was a bad example, but, I mean – no, I don't think it's a bad example. I just because it kind of gets into the whole point that All Star has kind of been like, like I, I remember when I first you know got into the NBA before you know as a young kid, as they said, um, it was Tracy McGrady throwing a lob off the backboard. Like I didn't know anything about anybody, but I remember that, and that got me deeply into the NBA more. You know, at twelve or thirteen, where however old I was. Um, And it seems lately it has been more of a kind of here's your kind of reward midseason for having a good start, even though it doesn't give the entertainment value anymore, because we're going to screw you in the end for an all NBA team. (laughs) So it kind of seems like for someone like Randall, they have this has kind of been misconstrued what an all star is. Um, Because it's supposed to be, you know, the most premier, fun, entertainment value you can put on a court. But it's the only way they can reward some of these guys now because we know at the end that 
you know, voters are going to probably screw Julius Randle out of it. So I don't know if maybe we have a problem with the All-Star and the way they do things. Um, I mean, do you like the All-Star game by itself, Jared? Um, The weekend itself, like a normal weekend? Besides, I would say the past two years, I haven't been entertained by the weekend besides, you know, the Zach Levine dunk contest in in a good while. I'm fairly young. I mean, I'm only 22, but I've I've been watching basketball for – since I was like four or five years old, but I can't recall, you know. Sure. There, there was probably like, you know, a six, seven year stretch where All-Star Weekend was like, oh, this is cool, but, you know, what happened in the 2011 All-Star game, I couldn't really tell you off the top of my head something memorable. Um, so there's been such a long stretch where All-Star Weekend was kind of just a thing, but I think they're it's slowly going in the right direction, but, you know, this year... I don't really count this year, so from a you know right. event standpoint, sure, yeah, it's just kind of hey, we're doing this just because we got to, we have to do it basically, and um, make money. to keep making the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is that game on TNT still? Is that where they mm-hmm. host the All Star Game still? So it's like yeah, we've got to respect the TNT deal. We can't let anything go you know downhill for our next TV deal. So yeah, you may not like it, but we're going to have it. And ultimately, it hurts the product from because I thought last year's was pretty entertaining with the you know tribute right. to Cody. I mean to Cody, to tribute to Kobe with the Elam <laughs> um, ending. <laughs> Cody's lucky; I haven't called him Coldry yet. I usually somehow he, yeah. mess up Cody and call him Coldry, uh, oh, but I coming. just mistaked him. I mistaked him for his favorite player of all time. So you know, well, that's all right. Um, but Cody, I mean. The entertainment of it, um, I think Jared makes a great point of it. But for you personally, it's just you would rather have the most entertaining event that you could have. I think some of my like opinion is also influenced by the fact that like the starters are chosen by fan vote anyway. So it is like a popularity right. contest, which is why like that kind of like throws out the like meaningfulness of it to me because it's just who do people like. So for and then the, then the reserves are chosen by like coaches and you know, that stuff. So, um, yeah, I just think like, just make it like fun to watch, like all the different stuff they've done over the past couple of years has like helped make it more fun to watch. So like, it's definitely like steps in the right direction, like changing the ending last year and then having the impact teams and stuff like that definitely makes it more interesting than just East versus West. Gotcha. I, I have a question that I'll ask you, Daniel, real quick. Um, Voters decide the starters, and the coaches decide the reserves. Would you be interested at all if those roles were reversed? Let's say the coaches pick the starters first, and then they opened up the voting to the fans to get the reserves on. Do you think that we would get – do you think we'd get a bunch of players from, like, a trash team just flooding the voting? Isn't that the whole point? Um, what, what, what would be your opinion on that suggestion? So all these players that are getting picked by the actual coaches are deserving because they're picked by their peers, uh, by the, by the coaches across the league. If you let the, the fans do it, we might get Alex Caruso. Like, seriously. <laughs> I, I'm not here for Alex Caruso. I'm just, just being very honest. Like it's like, why don't we go pick Cody and let Cody play in the All Star game this year because he's entertaining? 
Like that's I would hundred percent like. rather would love to watch Cody go up and try to defend Luka Doncic. <laughs> <That'll be terrible. laughs> but I just well, don't, I, mean, uh, so- I don't get it. I just don't get it at all. Why 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 people think that needs to be entertainment. It's gonna be entertained because these are some of the best athletes in the world. They just they just are. And so my thing is is you need to be a, a player that's putting up high level statistics. Um, you know, there's no way to quantify that. Um, but you need to be on a winning team. Uh, and and my biggest thing is kind of the it factor. You need to be someone who who kind of can take over a game and be a superstar. Like have have that it level to you that I, I can't really you know explain. But they can't just be somebody who is, you know, just goes out and gets their 20 points and, you know, 10 rebounds and has a, has a decent year, uh, but doesn't really affect the game. You have to affect the game in a positive level. Uh, and so that's what really I, I look for when I think about All-Star. So going off of that, how do you feel with the fan vote giving Kyrie a starting nod? I think it's crazy. Um, he, he hasn't played enough games. Uh, to really, you know, say that he's been eligible to be a starter, you know, in my opinion, I think he he's definitely he, he's good enough to be a starter. Okay, let's not be stupid here. But given the Nets, I know they have three superstars, but they also like that needs to be taken away from you a little bit. You have three superstars, two of the top ten players in the world playing next to you. I hope you're that good, and I know it's tough to actually get those statistics playing next to good people but it also should allow you to have better open shots if that makes sense so i i think that should be take take away from them a little bit but i get they're three of the probably top 10 top 15 players in all of the nba so it'd be hard to keep them out of the uh, all three of them out of the, um, the all-stars now to one of his teammates leading vote getter kevin durant i mean the guy's only played you know 19 or whatever of the 33 games that they've played, he's played even less than Kyrie. I mean, he's come back awesome. Do you think not playing in as many games should be dinged against him? I think it should. It's a KD is just such a different uh, thing. And I know Jared probably has something on this. He was trying to talk earlier, but um, well, you can follow me if you don't mind, if you want to. Uh, But I just think that, there needs to be limitations put on there, whether it's a uh, 70% of available games. Uh, maybe that's a rule of some sort. I just think there needs to be some kind of a percentage put on games. So I don't know if Jeremy got anything on that or not, but I just think there should be something there. I mean, yeah, no, to follow up, I, um, my only thing was, yeah, Kyrie hasn't played enough. Then I was just going to say KD hasn't played enough either, but then – um, yeah, like you said, I think there should be there has to be a criteria that's set and has to be consistent each year because we we say like earlier it was Jason Tatum didn't play enough games before you know before um the voting ended and now he's an all star so it's it's kind of up in the air and like you said Katie's just different like he, it's hard to put him on the same level when we're talking about you know impact and popularity and skill to Kyrie but. Yeah, it, it's a sticky situation, I, I think that's all. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird, right? Because if you you have those standards for games played, 
than instead of KD and Kyrie, who's starting for the East, like <laughs> Julius Randle and Ben Simmons. So <laughs> I, fans, obviously, that's why the fans do this, because, I mean, I'm not saying the fans always get it right, but I would say typically, at least with the starters, the way they do it, that's typically the right five that they select. But Cody, going back to the reserve thing, Daniel said that would be, you know, we could be getting Alex Caruso into the All-Star game and praying to God, cross my fingers, one day you happen to make an All-Star appearance, bright in ballot. Um, What would be your thoughts about that? I mean, sure, that'd be fun. <laughs> Where did go in the detail? No, well, you? I mean, like that. that <laughs> I had to. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. I didn't want to just say yes and like not have thought anything. Like that would actually be. So fun you said sure. Make... That would be fun, and that was it. Yeah, no. So so it would be because if the coaches are picking the starters, then like the start. Like I actually like that because then the coaches are only picking like ten guys to start the game. If the if the if the fans are picking the reserves, there's there's potential for some really wacky lineups and like just goofy things to have, like goofy Why players to be out there. Why do we want wacky? Why do we want that? I don't know. Well, is it the, the whole point? Game is like more interesting. I like, thought. Go ahead, Jared. You got the floor, man. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Cody starts. No, like all of a sudden, starting to feel boxed in the corner. <laughs> no, no. All of a sudden, Dave Yeager's coaching in the All Star game, and Demarcus Cousins is his reserve center, and like he's just like he's he's dealing with that again. Like you have all these. They're putting the old team back for, together. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you can Tyree get weird Devin's things like with him. Yeah, you get yeah. you get weird things like where like oh, Tom Thibodeau's the coach this year, and then all of a sudden like Derek Rose, Joakim Noah, Taj Gibson, and um, <laughs> the other guy <laughs> are all the All Star team is reserves. Well, isn't it oh, like the the whole point is fan engagement, right? Would being able to select your reserves and the thought of getting one of your guys on there maybe right encourage and engage more fans? I think so. Like, I think if it, I, th- I don't know, I, yeah, I think that would be you'd probably have a more like even representation of like players from teams. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. I, maybe it does go back to the point with, Jared was saying about. That's it goes back to the point. Like there's a balance and a counterbalance, like weights and measures, you know. Because you can have some weird thing where a guy who's averaging twelve points a game and is terrible that just gets this crazy fan vote and makes a reserve and it leaves off someone deserving, you know, like Julius Randle. So it, it it really was just a proposal just to see if it would be interesting at all. I think it would be interesting, but it goes back to Jared's point where it would leave off players who are actually deserving to be an all-star, right? But we already leave off players that are deserving to be an all-star. So, like, either way you're doing it, you're leaving off players. Well, let's like, talk you, about yeah, that a little the bit. The number which is grow up the players you leave off. Let's just expand the like. Let's just expand the rosters to thirty players apiece. We'll just call it like an. We'll just make it like an NFL team, and we can have fifty-three man rosters, and everyone can be included. I do think it is interesting how small the actual all-star rosters are. I would like it doesn't make sense how small they are currently. I've never gotten that. I mean, it, it seems like you could just sub in platoon style and just have three five-man teams, and that's how you run it um, instead of having you know twelve players. That doesn't really make sense. Um, but then you get into the whole thing, like maybe in a down year, you get someone who is. You know, you're just kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel, but it seems like 
recently we've had more with the quality of the league improving, I would say, the past decade, really. We've had more and more of this every year. Who was snubbed? Who was deserving and didn't get on? Um, and it's not like we should say, not necessarily say, hey, he deserves it over this guy. But it's like, man, this guy is also deserving for the work he has put into the first half of the season. Why shouldn't he be on there as well? So I don't really get why it's still a 12-man roster. I mean, it makes more sense to just make it 15, but that's just me. I don't know if that's crazy. What do you think about that, Daniel? Yeah, 15 would be fine uh, because I, I think that there should be a um, – the number of 15 is good, but only if you don't have reserves. I don't know if you said that or not, my two-year-old screaming in the back of the room, but um, I, I think that <laughs> you, you then – you then take out um, really the whole factor of, you know, well, that person's injured or that person, you know, just can't, you know, play or a late injury. You literally have people that can come in because if you got down to where there's just 11 people on the all-star team available at the 15, that's still okay. Um, and so I, I think that 15 number is good because you're more likely to have injuries. So I, I think 15 and then 70% of games, I think are gold. So let's actually get into actual teams here. Starters for the West, LeBron, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Jokic, Kawhi. We have no qualms with that, right? Right. Cody, in agreement? Yes. Anybody out the reserves you think should be on the starter besides one of those? I wouldn't mind Dame starting over Luka, but I don't I don't care too much. Ooh, so I was really hoping someone well, – that's, that's what I was hoping someone mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was hoping someone would mention was actually Dame and Luca because that seems to be kind of the hot topic, right? And why, why Jared, would you yeah, say Dame would be more deserving star for Luca? Um, just impact, uh, simply impact. I mean, the the Blazers are hurt. Half their rosters hurt. Half their starters are hurt. I mean, and um, they're somehow still afloat. I stop watching them, and then I keep checking, and they keep winning games somehow. And it's only because of one guy, really. So. I think he just deserves to at least be a starter. And, I mean, as good as Luka is, you know, he's putting up typical Luka numbers at this point, even though he's only in his third year. But the Mavs are subpar, below expectations. And and give to someone who's, you know, trying their hardest every night just to stay afloat. And he's putting up, yeah, like, Luka know, is... great numbers. Yeah, I I think if there were to be an argument, that would be the only logical argument that you could make is that the Trailblazers have lost so much in Nurkic, McCollum, even their you know periphery fringe players seem to be going down, and they're still a five seed right now, eighteen and thirteen currently, and Luca, you know, KP has been in and out with injuries. I know they've had their kind of problems, but he is still almost averaging a triple-double. So if you go straight by averages, it's not like they're so different. Um, but if you were going to give a nod to Dame, I think it is totally fair that you point at the records and at what Dame has been able to do with less, I think, carrying the Blazers to where they currently are. So, yeah, I think yeah, that's a good I, argument. That's why I, I brought that agree. up. That that is why I brought that up. I was hoping someone mentioned it. Thankfully, Jared, you are up here with it with us, so I can actually get someone to talk basketball with. Um, but Watch the East starters, <laughs> just pipe down, green check mark. Uh, on the East side, starters: KD, Giannis, 
Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, Kyrie, the same kind of questions. Are those the deserving um, voted on starters, or do you have an issue with one of the reserves that maybe should be starting? You could you could talk me in honestly. You can talk me into Harden over Kyrie for sure, just because of like okay. the low. Like I feel like James Harden has been doing more of the work on that team than Kyrie has. Yeah, I would say uh, you could you could easily put in Jalen Brown or James Harden, and I would be happy with that. That those Jalen Brown, are, those two are doing much better work and more valuable to their team than Kyrie Irving is, who hasn't even played really enough games. So, Jay, so Jalen Brown, do you think should be a starter over his counterpart Tatum, and is more value yeah. to the uh, the so-so under five hundred Boston Celtics, and is even more important than Tatum, and should be a starter. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You heard it here. Wow, you heard it. See, listen, Eric I mean, Peterson <laughs> in the comments agrees. I am a smart guy. Like it's just it's just it's not nice. that outlandish, honestly. <laughs> Ooh, Jared! I, don't think it's that I mean, in 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 my head, I, I, I had. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no, my bad. I was just saying, I had um, I had Jalen Brown starting up until about you know two, maybe like two weeks ago, when um, and then Harden just kind of took off. I had I would I would have had Harden and um Beal in the backcourt, but saying Jalen like that. Yeah, because I mean, Kyrie starting is—I don't know. Yeah, I'm not—I'm not too big on the fan vote. To uh, the fan vote, to be honest, because it's just so many, you know, younger people. And I'm, of course, I'm younger people, but the the fourteen, fifteen, like they don't really know what's going on, so they're just going to vote anyone. But see, right. I, I think Which about I, this as like the the homecoming king and queen. Let's say the girl is someone who is super friendly with a lot of the boys, and she's going to garner a lot of the votes. Does she deserve to be the homecoming queen? No, but it's a popularity contest because that's who's out and you know more friendly and accessible to the people. But we voted in a guy who has good numbers. He's a he's a good NBA player. And he calls people who are very important people to the NBA, you know, bad remarks. I know he said a couple of different things. I know he's main, the main thing has been the pawns. Um, I, I just I just think that should be taken into consideration as well. But fans being, you know, just – I wouldn't say stupid fans, but they just fall in line just like sheep. And I, I hate saying that, but that's just the truth. They literally will do what in these big cities, and so I, I hate, that's the same reason Caruso got all star votes. That's just the same thing. Fans are stupid. <laughs> well, it's obviously the point to get the fan engagement, but it's not like I wouldn't say Kyrie is a super popular NBA player. Yes, um, he is. I think it's well documented Look at his shoes. how, how, but he how his antics. I would think he is. Okay, so people he's so he's popular because of his shoes? Yes. Um, people so yeah, people like, like pe- his shoes. I have a pair of Kyrie's in my closet. I don't I don't even like him that much. Like I think he's great at Dude. basketball. <laughs> I don't like him, but I have a pair of his shoes. Check the popularity. So you're running pickup. Check the popularity of, and overseas, anywhere in any other country. I promise you, he will be top five easily. Oh yeah, I agree, top five for sure. 
I have a Kyrie Irving. Just because jacket. of the brand with shoes. Yes. So you think if it were anybody besides Kyrie, you would lean more Jalen Brown than James Harden? And would you lean even more Jalen Brown over Harden, Daniel? No, not not since he's been here. I, it, Harden is on a different level right now with his assists uh, and rebounds, really just putting up uh, the numbers he's doing other than points. Uh, and so I would definitely have to go Harden. But if me, I prefer a player like Jalen Brown over James Harden if it was me. Uh, just because I think he gives you so much to a team. Even though they are underperforming, I think there's other issues, but I do love Jalen Brown. What about I, Ben uh, Simmons over Kyrie? No. As a starter? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, one. Yeah, as a starter. Because <laughs> um, he's just going to keep hitting that point home. <laughs> um, well, no, I mean, I, mean, Brad, I, I mean, Bradley Beal has won a lot this year, and, uh, you know, so he's. Uh, He's very deserving of his all-star starter spot. Yeah. I, as much as I want to debate about Jalen Brown, I think we should save that for later um, and kind of refocus in on the teams here because I know we want to get into the notable snubs that we would you know, like to talk about individually. So um, let's actually stick with the East and let's do some snubs here that you, uh, that you think are notable are guys that are least deserving to be in conversation. Um, and I'm very excited who you have, Cody. Um, who, who is on the Eastern Reserve was snubbed and should be on this team? Oh, man. man. This is good audio. Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why you're showing me <laughs> – why? What vine ripened tomatoes have to do with anything, Daniel? You're I was throwing game. tomatoes at you because your takes were so <laughs> terrible. Oh, I can't take wow. them. Wow. Uh, <laughs> go to Daniel first. I have a perfect one. <laughs> Demontis Sabonis. I was okay. Give me a reason why and who? Who? Who is he more deserving to be on this team then? Wow, so that so that's the tough part is taking somebody off because I, I do feel like the East people are deserving, um, but I I'm not against taking Ben Simmons off, um, and mm. I do think he is a good player. I don't think he's having an All Star season, if it, it, honestly, um, and so I, I would rather have Sabonis, who is much more valuable to his team. And I think Garner's that it factor and is that guy who, without him, their team wouldn't be that good. Without Ben Simmons, their team are they're pretty they're still pretty good. The Seventy Sixers are so. I would rather have Sabonis. I think he means more, and I think he's a very good player that deserves this spot this year. And so, Sabonis for Ben Simmons. Does it bother you at all when I say that uh, Malcolm Brogdon? is better and more important to the Pacers than Sabonis. Yeah, it bothers me for sure, because he's not. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? I agree with that, too. Yeah, see, Jared, he's smarter than all of us. So I'm just saying that... No, No, he's agreeing with with Ryan. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm I'm agreeing Sabonis is is definitely more important. Told you. Mm. See, I'm so smart that I knew he was talking about me. So, 
I I just don't see that because without the attention, all the attention that Sabonis gets, plus the rebounds that he's able to control the the glass, he's so much more important than uh, than honestly anybody else on that team. If this team had Karis LeVert, I think that you would see Sabonis's numbers just being even better because even though it is a good player, it would spread the floor and open the floor much more. Um, and then and Eric in the comments, for sure. Sabonis is much better than Brogdon. We all know this. Ryan's a troll. That's not true. I truly believe Brogdon is more important. He is the engine to that Pacers team. He is what gets them going. If you're going to talk about statistics, go compare them. That's fine. Watch the Pacers. It all starts with Brogdon. He is their release for everything. And I, I just think Brogdon is better. Is Sabonis still a good player? Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's why the Pacers are kind of an interesting team, um, X-Factor team, if they could get their stuff together here lately. Um, because, like, Brogdon is kind of the X-Factor. I'm sure they still miss him on the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, but... Cody, I've given you some time. Who's the guy? I mean, like you could, you could talk, you could definitely talk me into Sabonis, but I just like want to talk about how I feel like you. I just I feel like if we're going by like Daniel's own criteria for what he thinks an All Star is, then shouldn't you swap Sabonis out for Zach Levine? Uh, yeah, for sure you can. I just think that Zach Levine means much more for his team without Zach Levine. The Bulls would be easily one of the you know three worst teams in the league, so I think he's much more deserving. And not that he he is the MVP of his team, and I think that he's doing that with all the attention on him. I think he's doing it against better defense because everybody has their eyes on him. So I think that his job has been harder. So I think he's more deserving of actually getting um, those numbers and, and you know really just being the player that he is this year. Hmm. So you just um, we're just like not get, factoring defense into this at all, then. You're the one that wants to fan vote. If you're going by entertainment, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm just. I'm just like. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to have this conversation with you on your like, on your rules. Yeah, I agree. And based on like what you think, because you shouted me down so much in the beginning, so I'm trying to go by like what you think, and based on what you think, so we're not counting defense at all. We are counting defense, but I don't think it's that. Big of a difference. So you don't Simmons is good, but he's not. So you don't think him guarding the other team's best player every night and being like one of the best perimeter defenders in the league is important at all for the 76ers' success? It is. That's that's why he made the All Star team. That's the only reason because of his defense. It's not his offense. His offense is okay. It's not great. So yeah, that is why he made it. But I do think that there's such a biggest bigger spread that that. That should not matter that much if it was me picking, um, but I would, I would, yeah, I would still. We're, we're debating over two people that are both all stars, but I still think that I would honestly probably put Sabonis <laughs> over both of them. Well, let me give you the player that is deserving over both of yours, and that's Bam Adebayo. Um, Wrong I know that the that Heat started one. slow, um, but they are coming on lately with the return of Jimmy. So maybe you could, you know argumentation's sake, say that Jimmy is more important, blah, blah, blah. Um, But uh, I like looking at, like, obviously, we've had this whole thing today, you know, with the nerds and the analytics stuff. And I like analytics. It has its place. But you have to choose it appropriately. 
Um, and if you look at past All-Stars, most of them in their box plus minus BPM are typically a four and above if you're an All-Star. And so just going by stats um, and what I think BAM brings to the entire Miami Heat team, uh, BAM is right at 20 points, almost 10 rebounds, five and a half assists. The bonus is 21 and a half points, 11.6 rebounds, five and 5.7 assists. So he is a little bit above. But what I like about the box plus minus is that in the entire league, Bam is 15th in, in real box plus minus at 4.8, which is a standard for players that are typically selected as an all-star. Sabonis is at a 3.4, ranking at 34th in the league. So I think Bam just has an overall bigger impact to winning, no matter the lineup, than what... That's winning. Do right? what? They're 15 and 17. You're talking about winning. Okay. The Pacers are 15 and 15. What's your point? Exactly. They're at least a 500 team. They won the same <laughs> number of games. Also, Zach Levine's on this team. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. I will be giving Cody a gem for that one. Um, oh, wait. I got to wait three minutes. Apparently, I've been giving them out too much. Uh, but that that is... That is the guy that I think that is left off that is, if if someone were deserving, and I'm, you know, I hate to take anybody off who's actually on reserves because I think all of these players are, reserve, are, are deserving, and we've said that. But if there was one that I thought is an actual snub from the East that I think is actually deserving of a spot, and if we expanded this to 15, like, you know, what would be the most logical thing, I think the next in line should be Bam Adebayo. And that's that's the guy that I think is the biggest snub from the East. Do you have um, – Daniel, I'm sure you're chomping at the bit. Do you have qualms about that? Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, and I don't know. And they are. <laughs> <laughs> that was my best Cody impression. That was good. Uh, that, was pretty, that was pretty accurate, and I knew, and I knew what you did immediately. Um, yeah so i i don't i don't think bam is deserving uh just just straight up i I think he's had an okay year but their team has uh, definitely not been as good as people thought i i thought that they would be just this good because they definitely hit caught lightning in a bottle in the bubble um and i knew that jimmy butler is he is not a regular season player he's just not um and so i I think that they are where they are. Uh, yeah, injuries and COVID, Eric, I agree. But guess what? Everybody in the entire league has injuries and COVID. Uh, in the East, if you're 15 and 17, that's an issue. And I can't I can't reward anybody with that. Yes, it is an issue. Because they're not that How? good. The East is not that good. They're just, exactly. They're, then that means they could rock it up to a three seed or a four seed. Right. So why aren't they is what I'm saying. There's a reason. Injuries and COVID, you just said. It, you, what is happening? <laughs> the entire league has injuries and COVID. No, it doesn't. No, it, no Drew Holiday hasn't played a game since the, the February the 6th. I just pulled that out of Google and Eric Peterson in the comments. Like, that's just <laughs> the truth. Everybody is having issues. Everybody. The Grizzlies have 40 games in 68 days. They have five uh, different stretches where they play five games in seven days. The last nine games of the year, 
They the last seven games of the year they play in nine days. That's just part of it. Like we can't just give excuses to these teams about injuries and COVID. Unless their injuries are, they're just not having a good year. That's an excuse. Yes, you're not having a good year. You you had injuries. Just you're done. Okay. But people that will come and go because of injuries and COVID, I don't think that's an excuse this year because every single team has dealt with it in different uh, factors. And so, no, I don't agree that that's an excuse this year. But, but right. let me I've, let me say I've, this about the Heat: they're seven and three in their last ten games. The Pacers are four and six. So if we're talking about like who's actually playing well now, the Heat are actually playing better now than some of the other teams that are ahead of them in the standings. The Chicago Bulls are seven and three in the last ten. Exactly. The Philadelphia 76ers are 5-5 five and five in the last 10. That matters nothing. They're just not playing that great right now. That doesn't mean they've been playing amazing. So let's not make excuses for them now when, like, you know, because we still have the rest of the season left. Like, you still have to – like, the Heat could still be good through the rest of the season. I agree they, they could be, but as of right now, when we're voting on All-Stars, that doesn't mean they have been good. Bam has not been good just because they're good right now. You have short-term – you have short-term right now. Maybe you need to have short-term so, memory loss, and you would see that he's not that good. I don't think that would make sense. You'd have to, you'd have to have, you'd have to remember, like you'd have to see it and remember that. So here, here is where I think we can get into the next part of the argument: is Nikola Vucevic made this team on a vastly, I would say, inferior Magic, and if you think it's all about winning. Is it just purely statistics for you then that Vucevic gets in there? Yeah, that's the only reason he is. And he's having a great year. So I I don't – I understand that he could have been left out, but I I think that he's having a great year. And he's the only reason they, they are even sniffing any kind of the playoffs or even having a decent year at all. Uh, I know they've fallen as of late after the big injuries, but that's the only reason they were having any decent year at all. So let's get into a guy that I don't think should have been on the All-Star team anyways, but I think it's notably left off, and I think it deserves to actually mention, and that's Trey Young, of course. Um, He's got the statistics, if you're looking at him, 27 points, almost 10 assists, 4 rebounds. Cody, do you think Trey Young was not selected for the reserves by the coaches because of the antics that he has with the free throw and the foul stuff? Do you think it pissed off the coaches enough where they're like, screw this guy, we're not going to reward him with an all-star spot? Yes. Do you think coaches yes. are that petty to do that? I think so. Yeah, I mean, like, why? Like, if if you're gonna if you're, if this guy's like being like cheap in games and like doing stuff that's like just irritating to you all the time and you're constantly looking at him like he just like is running down the court next to somebody and then just like jumps into them and throws the ball up yeah you're probably going to be irritated with that and you're just going to be like yeah I don't think that guy is deserving of an all-star spot I definitely think coaches <laughs> do that Jared I want to bring you in here again is that kind of the thing with Trey, or do you think it's just because the Hawks have been middling? I mean, he's obviously has the stats to be on there. What What's your thoughts about it? I think it's partially that. Um, and, I mean, yeah, his numbers are there, but I don't think his impact is there at all, really, to be honest with you. he His play style doesn't really generate much from a team perspective. Like, I mean, I don't want to bring wins into it, but what is he really bringing that warrants him an all-star uh, nod? Right. 
Yeah, I guess and, that would I mean, be an open you, question. If you were going with the more entertainment, here's where I think where me and Cody are going to finally digress here and separate on lines of thinking. Like, if you were talking pure entertainment for an all-star game, I think I'd rather have Trey Young than Ben Simmons. Like, if we're just being honest, no. me personally. Like, in an all-star game, I'd I think I would rather want to watch Trey Young do the fancy dribbling and the shooting, you know, the deep threes, than Ben Simmons playing defense. Uh, I'm I'm not a fan of the deep threes. So you like the dunk contest then? Well, no, no. Okay, first, I'm sorry. My my favorite player is is Steph Curry, hands down. But when I say Trey Young in the shooting, I think he's trying to unlock something that the world told him he had. I don't think he's this 30-foot consistent shooter but he puts them up so often and it's just like you don't have to do it just because we ex- we expect you to shoot from 30 feet. That's what I meant by like shooting. But I, gotcha. I, I do like to watch people shoot the ball for sure. sure. I just don't know if everyone's built for it besides, you know, the Stephs, the Dames and guys like that. That's fair. There's a bunch of guys who are AAU chuckers that are still <laughs> happen to make enough to get mm-hmm. in here and they keep doing it and it just doesn't work yep. i mean obviously it's working points wise um but you have a lot of players right. that you know aren't anything in the nba just by yes. throwing up shots so um let's move to the west because i'm gonna have another one that is gonna be out of left field cody all right you uh fall into a tv show or something <laughs> no all right um <laughs> Let's go to the Sorry, West my, here, I have my like place. audio just switched, <laughs> switched to some other speaker, so I couldn't hear what you were saying at all. What well, sounds like all of a sudden there's going to be the like uh, the scene in the rain, you know, where someone's going to come out by a phone screen. But um, um, the West reserves. I'm going to have a player out of left field. I think let's talk about their reserves. Obviously, um. I think we would agree that all of these players are deserving. Maybe one, which I think Daniel might have a fun uh, debate about, so I'm interested to get into it with him. Uh, but Paul George obviously deserves it. Rudy Gobert, that could be a debate possibly. Uh, Dame for sure, AD for sure, Donovan Mitchell for sure, Chris Paul, and Zion. And now we know Devin Booker is going to be the injury replacement for Anthony Davis. Daniel, I'll start with you. Who is a notable snub off this Western reserve list? Michael Conley, and I will take out Mr. Chris Paul, who is just having a mm. so-so year. Wow. Okay. That was- so you would you are giving it to Mike Conley purely because of the success of the Utah Jazz? Or do you think Mike they Conley the, is really having a, a, an incre- an all-star worthy year? He, he's having an all-star worthy year. He's having an all-star worthy career. And I think that the guy deserves to continue on down this path and give him what he deserves. Like, Chris Paul is not doing anything special. I know they're having a, a good year, but let's give a little kudos to the Jazz. Like they're twenty six and six in the in the West. Like the Suns are twenty and eleven. Okay, but that, there's a, that's a big difference. <laughs> that's a big difference. I We're mean, they're fourth about... in the West. They're only two spots behind the three spots behind the Jazz. 
Yeah, that's three spots, but you look at five and a half games. They like, weren't in the playoffs last year. Okay, well, they've obviously changed thanks to their team. The the Utah Jazz didn't do much last year at all. Like, I mean, they were the, in the Jazz, their playoff team. They were, but they are much better. They're a definitive number one team, and they will go to the, the Western Conference Finals this year. They're going to. So this team is a is an all around good team, and Mike Conley deserves it. He's the reason that they are playing as well as they are. I know, I know that Mitchell is having a, a great year. Don't get me wrong, and so is Gobert. He's having an incredible year after that new contract. Most of the time, the players don't play well over their head like he has. But the reason that the music is being made with the Jazz is because of Mike Conley. He is the maestro. He's the conductor. He's pulling the strings. I think he deserves it. Okay. Cody, just, are you sold? I mean, I'm not sold that he should make it over Chris me, Paul. I mean, like, I, I feel like Chris Paul turned, or, turned the sun completely around. That That is, I think, where the debate goes, right? Like, is the arrival of Chris Paul really what turned the suns around, or is it that they actually have young players that have been in the league for a year or two and actually developed into something? So... Is it really more so that the core around Booker and CP3 has improved, or is it truly that Chris Paul's imprint on this team has vaulted them to a top four seed in the West? It's definitely, I mean, it's a combination I, of both, but like Chris Paul definitely has an effect on it. Like, look at what Chris Paul did with the Oklahoma City, like, G League team last year. <laughs> They didn't like, make the first round. Exactly, Chris. Like Chris Paul is definitely a reason that they like turn it around. Like I don't think like I love Mike Conley, but I don't think giving him a lifetime achievement award like this year because the, he happens to be playing on a jazz team that's good um, is like a reason to kick Chris Paul out of the All Star game. Like Chris Paul is a big reason for why. Like I feel like a bigger reason for the success of the Suns than. Mike Conley is to the Jazz. Like, Mike Conley is definitely helping them, and it's having a really good year, but I don't think he's, like, playing at, like, an all-star level. They're putting up the pretty Ooh. much the same numbers. Like, why is this, like, a, a de- like that big of a de- debate? Is it because Chris Ball's made the all-star game before? Mike Conley's putting up 16-4-6, and six and, and uh, uh, Chris Paul's putting up 16-5-9. and nine. Like, yeah, three more assists and a rebound. I, that That's not that big of a difference. Mm. It leads to either six or play. nine more points. and Okay, cool. Well, guess what? His team isn't doing as good as the Jazz are. So, so obviously it's not as good. So if their stats are the same, so so Mike Conley should just make it because he hasn't made he it? He hasn't. No, because I think his team is playing much better, much better. And so I just believe that in a like in a bubble, if you look at those two, realistically use your eyeballs and watch him play. Mike Conley is making his team much better than Chris Paul is. Chris Paul is doing a great job. Don't get me wrong. I just think that Mike Conley is, is having that crazy great year that you could pick either one and they're deserving. Okay. So I don't want to take away from Chris Paul. They're both deserving, but I'm saying if you gave me gun to the head, had to make me choose. I know I'm, I know I'm biased just a tiny bit. Not, not big, not a lot. Just a, a tiny bit. bit. Just tiny, like the smallest <laughs> fraction. A tiny but bit. I would, <laughs> LOL. I, I would definitely, I would definitely take Conley. 
Interesting. I, uh, I, I <laughs> yeah, I, 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 obviously I've really, I've really liked Mike Conley. Um, but I think I ultimately have to side with Cody. I, I don't think that he has done enough to really warrant that. Yes, he should make an all-star team. He is very important, of course, to, you know, a number one team in the league. Um, but I just, if I'm ranking them based on their own roster, like to me, he's the fourth or fifth most, most important player on the Utah Jazz by itself. So I don't know how I can warrant him being as an all-star. Like if you're ranking Jazz players by themselves, I think people that are more important than Mike Conley is Donovan Mitchell, obviously, Rudy Gobert, and I think right now you've got to go with Joe Ingles for what he does for them. And then obviously Bogdanovich is awesome. And Jordan Clarkson. Like if, if like Jordan Clarkson is very important to his team. Yeah, I I understand Jordan Clarkson, but come on. Like he's he's playing above his head. He's having a great year. I understand that. He's deserving of a six man a year nomination for sure. But if you took Mike Conley off of that and you and replaced them two in the same position, they wouldn't be as good. They just wouldn't. I think they do that uh, in games sometimes. I think that's where we're gonna where we're gonna have to uh, part ways with that, Danny. Because I think the Jazz are fine without Conley. I'm not sure how the Suns are without CP3 for a long stretch. So, uh, did I throw that question to Daniel first, Cody? Are you up with a snub? Uh, you did, yeah. I mean, like. I would say that Devin – I mean, I know Devin Booker's in it now because of Anthony Davis, but I would say Devin Booker would be mine. Okay. <laughs> why would you think Why would you think Devin Booker should be in there? And I guess who would he uh, replace? Who would be – who would he be above? Yeah, no, I'm still I think, surprised that no one's yeah, mentioned this one player yet. Probably Anthony Davis. Replace him with Anthony Davis. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> He's making a joke. Who – like – Give me the case for Booker, why you think Booker is deserving, and then who is, like, the player that he should go in for? Like he should I replace. feel like he would go in over, like, Zion. Oh, I'm glad you said it. I, I was surprised that no one had mentioned Zion yet. So, okay, Zion, I mean, like, why do you think Booker deserves more than Zion? Just, you know, going back, going back to the well of Daniel's logic, as I have multiple times, if we're putting up, you know, Similar numbers, Devin Booker and Zion, even though they're not like extremely similar players, then you know why wouldn't you give it to the one whose team is more successful? Interesting. Yeah, I, I just I, I think Zion is doing much better than even Booker is this year. Personally, um, I, I know that you're looking at the teams uh, how how well they've been, and I agree that you probably should vote Booker over Zion, but that. But I would not take much away from Zion. Zion should be on this team. Uh, if you want to replace him with Zion with Chris Paul and Booker with Zion, whatever and move him around, take take out Booker over Chris Paul, that's fine. But that's where I would go. I would not go over Zion on that because I think Zion had a much better year than he's been given credit for. Yeah, that's where I was going to go with this is I think if you have – I. I I don't think it's qualms, quote-unquote, like you have a problem with it, but if we're going back to the entertainment factor of it, I think I'd drop Rudy Gobert off this team if I was going to keep, because I'm definitely keeping Zion, 
And I think Booker's deserving as well. And if I were going to keep a player off just for because it's an all-star game, um, then I would replace him with Rudy Gobert because like what my first reaction when I saw Zion on this was like, oh, great. It's just because of, you know, the highlights, they're looking for a big dunk. And then once you dig into the stats a little bit and the actual team, like Zion is 100% an all-star. Like he is totally deserving of being on this squad. Yes, are the Pelicans sub-500 team? They are. Um, But he is kind of the focal point of everything, and he's still averaging, you know, 25 points, like seven rebounds. Um, And teams are just entirely engineered when they play the Pelicans to how are we going to stop Zion? And how much that has helped Brandon Ingram? Maybe it's helped him a little little bit. I mean, B.I. can go out and get his own. Um, but Zion is just such a force of nature that I, I don't think you can like at the beginning of this, I thought Zion's the guy you leave off. And now I don't believe that you can leave him off and feel good about it. I agree with that. Jared, is there anybody that you would put on or take off of any other, uh, uh, division? Um, my, my only thing would be, Personally, I would have had Devin Booker over Chris Paul. And I know Chris Paul brought the Suns, you know, to all those wins. The only thing is their momentum coming out of the bubble in last season or whatever, if they have 20 wins now without Chris Paul, I mean, I think they would have 12, 13 wins still. So if they had 13 wins, Booker would have been averaging, you know, I don't want to bring hypotheticals, but he'd be averaging 26 and we would have been like, you know, all-star, no question, because the Suns have been bad for so long and now they're almost relevant. So, I mean, I probably would have had Devin Booker over Chris Paul because he's the one who's been taking the back seat because the ball is not in his hands as much anymore. And he's the scoring is, is almost to where it usually is and he's still effective in other ways in helping them win games. And I think he's playing defense way more than he ever has. Um, I like that. Can I I go ahead and piss everyone off and give you the player that I would have had over Devin Booker? Yeah, give us your crap take. (laughs) (laughs) A guy I love that I think has been uh, more of a focal point for a team and just from the team recognition, everybody's going to have a a problem with this, but I think has been more of an all-star and deserving is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You just go look at his numbers, what he does. He is the heartbeat for that Thunder team that has surprised people. And I, I think he's a snub and I don't even remember even hearing people mention him as a potential um, reserve. And I think that is a huge miss because Shea Gilgis, Everybody thinks the Thunder are tanking. Even the Thunder think they're tanking, but they're winning more games than they probably expected. Um, so Sam Presti probably can't be too happy about that, but it's just the sheer force of will from Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and he's been awesome. So, I mean, he's an averaging a little over 23 points, right at seven assists, four and a half rebounds. So right on par with Devin Booker, and I think he's way more valuable to what the Thunder do than actually Booker is. So that is, that's my guy. Immediate response to that. Um, yeah, I, I I see where you're coming from. I think, um, like you said, we didn't expect the Thunder to win. I like to joke and say they're, they've been winning games by accident. Um, yeah. <laughs> we just assume they're going to lose. So 
since we assume they're going to lose, we're not worried about Shea putting up, you know, the 20-plus he is a game. Um, but I think he definitely, at least as a snub, deserved more recognition, at least as a snub, because, um, yeah, they shouldn't be winning the games that they're winning. I don't think they should be, but they, they are, and it's solely because of him. I agree with the simple fact that good stats, bad player. I'm sorry, good player uh, and great stats, but bad team. Uh, I said that wrong first, but uh, I, I think that he is playing really great, way over his head. Um, he's He is that level of a player, uh, but let's get some people around him and actually you know get them to be a decent team before we talk all-star. Uh, that's just all I'm saying. I, I just I think he's a great player. And I, I love him, and I think he'll be amazing, but let's not get too crazy with being an all-star this, this early. So is uh, SGA's kind of career trajectory that he's going to be kind of like the next Mike Conley, where he may not always be on an awesome team. Maybe they're like a middling playoff team, shots fired at the early 2010 Grizzlies. Um but he's going to be the guy that has that has the numbers every year, but it's just on a middling team, and there's always just kind of a guy above him that has similar mm-hmm. stats, but on a better team. Like, is that can we? I, I I hate to project that for his career, but is that kind of what we're looking at for him potentially? Yeah, I, I think for the next couple of years, for sure. Hmm. So, do you think we'll see SGA in an All Star game? Three years. Three years he'll be in an all star at game. some point, yeah, I think in some I think at some point he would I would say within three years, not three years being the minimum, but I could see it, yeah now, um let's get to I know we've already gone over time, but I feel like it's been a good debate and a good discussion, so we're just gonna keep the ball rolling um but do are they still doing the draft for this? I forgot to read up if the two teams were selecting players or not. are they still doing that? Yes, they are. Okay. Um, I don't want to do a whole thing. It'll be on March 4th. (laughs) March 4th. Okay, televised again. And it's KD, LeBron. Those are the teams. Um, Who do you think – this will be kind of our final thing. Who will you think will pick the better team and who's going to win this thing? Uh, Not everyone at once. I don't know. (laughs) I'd say KD because I hate LeBron. I would say I would say LeBron because he's been the he's been the captain for three years in a row. Okay. So you're going with LeBron, the legacy I'm going of with, LeBron in yeah, the All Star game and selecting teams. So it's not Giannis picking all the centers. Process. <laughs> no. No. So. He's not I think KD will probably be a more formidable foe as far as selection goes. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be more of a chess match this year than maybe it seemed like last year. But, yeah, I think KD will be the – I think LeBron will be the winner. Uh, So, uh, KD has to pick one of his teammates first, right? There's no way he doesn't select Kyrie first. I think he – yeah, I guess because they have to pick the starters first, right? So, yeah. So, he's he's definitely taking Kyrie first, right, just to keep keep everything smooth? I would think so. I mean, what if he takes hmm. – yeah, probably. He's got to take Kyrie, I think. He's got to take his teammates first. LeBron can't take AD, so he can do whatever. Um, Jared, yeah. did you have a uh, – LeBron, KD, who's going Who's going to be the winner here? Don't even know the teams. Who's going to pick better? Uh, who's going to win? 
I would say LeBron. Um, yeah, just LeBron. If, if you give LeBron the opportunity to pick who he wants to play with, I think he's going to make sure he wins. So, because who's he LeBron's, wants to another. Play who's with LeBron's first pick? Um, his first pick? Julius Randle. Oh, the starters. <laughs> I would say Embiid or Steph. Wow, okay. Not Steph or Luca. Well, I said either Embiid or Steph, I would think, would be his first pick. Oh, okay, I got you. My bad. I didn't, hear, I didn't hear the Steph part, so. My bad. Okay. No, you're good. I, I like you're that. Uh, I, I do. I can look at this and see what tells me. Well, guys, I don't think we – I think we should wrap this up. Um, I know I said we're going to keep going, but I think we should wrap this up and be done for tonight. But do we have anything to plug? Jared, we appreciate you coming on here and talking with us, man. Eric and the audience, appreciate you listening. Anything to plug, Cody, for yourself for next week? No, no I got okay. nothing. Just um, – <laughs> actually, actually, I do. I'll be out of town next week, so I may or may not be able to join. Jared, I hope Uh-oh. you're available. Oh, boy, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> uh, Daniel, do you have anything to plug? So good. I do, I do. Uh, when is this getting posted? Do you have an idea? Uh, probably early next week. I mean, I could do it tomorrow if you wanted me to, but. No, it's up to you. Uh, if you, either way, it doesn't matter, I guess, but, uh, I just had an interview. Uh, just got done interviewing Mark Giannata, who is a local, uh, sports columnist here. Um, uh, it's great. We had on the dot 30 minutes between us. Um, it was, it, it was actually a really good, my, my favorite interview so far. Don't tell the other people. Um, uh, mm, but yeah, Ryan. <laughs> he is he's an award winning uh, columnist he works for the commercial appeal and uh, he's a good dude uh, he's only been he came from the Washington Post uh, he's only been in Memphis for four years but the guy is amazing uh, we had a great talk uh, but it was uh, it was very good and so I think it'll come out uh, uh, Monday, Monday morning and so if you get a chance it's the Grizzlies edition we talk Grizzlies as well as the Memphis Tigers uh, the college basketball team here. So if you have a chance, listen to it, uh, and it will be out Monday morning on your drive to work. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i glad you brought up something about college basketball because March Madness is just right around the corner because that is one of my favorite things, me and Cody's favorite things anyways. Um, so we'll probably do a couple episodes separate. I'm not sure if we'll do them here on Locker Room. We might, but we like to do a bunch of bracket breakdowns and do some stat stuff. So be looking out for episodes of that. We will still be here every Thursday at 7 to give you the latest NBA stuff. And hopefully it will be as aggressive as it was today. Um, so thanks for everyone joining in. Hope everyone enjoys another week of basketball. And we will see you guys next week. Next week.